The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome back to In The Corner. Saturday Smackdown recap show. Hope you're having a good weekend so far. I'm like glad it's cooled off a bit. Freaking warm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so this is the Saturday edition of the In the Corner. I am, of course, Benny Mac. Gonna have some SmackDown. Uh, talk about a little bit of SmackDown this week. Some of the stuff happening leading into Clash of the Castle. I want to say Clash of Champions every single time. Anyway, first stadium show in, what, something like 30 years or something silly uh, coming over to the UK, which is going to be freaking awesome. And uh, hopefully you are enjoying the show so far. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at uh, In the Corner WWE. Be very much appreciated. We are obviously on the SJP World Media podcast in network. SJP World Media, thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, SmackDown. We're not that far away from Clash of... Uh, see, I only said it then, look. Clash of the Castle. Uh, some good matches being laid out for that. Obviously, uh, obviously Drew versus Roman at the moment for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Um, going to be uh, going to be well. That that could be a hell of a match. Now, obviously, we got to remember that Theory is lurking in the background with that uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great event. It's going to be amazing to see it over in the UK again. And also, I don't have to stay up late to watch it. None of us do. We can all watch it. Something I want to point out is that it's very hard to find somewhere, like a pub. You know, I'd like to go to the pub to watch some wrestling, but there isn't really anywhere that does it, and because there's not really, <laughs> unless you've got a big group of fans together, there are very few far, very few and far between. I find, at least in my area, um, yeah, a few beers and watching some wrestling would be would be awesome. Uh, very similar to watching football or rugby or whatever else your sports that you uh, that you follow. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. So if anybody's in the Gloucestershire area, let me know at in the corner WWE. That'd be freaking awesome. Uh, some some little new segments before we uh, before we get into the uh, the sort of uh, the recap of um, uh, SmackDown, which by the way was the one thousand two hundredth episode, which I did, was not even aware of. Um, I know the show started in nineteen ninety nine. Um, I didn't start watching uh, wrestling until two thousand, so you know a fair few episodes would have gone by by the time I started watching. But yeah, we'll get into some news that's been floating around the old uh, social media uh, stratosphere, I guess. We interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news. There we go. <laughs> not sure about that yet. I like it, but I'm not sure. Uh, there we go. Anyway, um, so WWE have officially announced that uh, the end. It's the end of the NXT UK brand, um, which is a shame. But uh, but so. But uh, they're going to be doing an event called Worlds Collide, which they've done before. Um, and the NXT UK brand and the NXT uh, 2.0 roster 
will be taking part in that Worlds Collide. Um, I'm not 100% sure what's going on with that, where there's going to be like, I'm assuming champions versus champion matches, maybe unifying the titles. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, there's going to be a brief hiatus for NXT UK. And then next year in 2023, there is going to be a uh, brand new uh, NXT brand, NXT Europe. So my logic here is, is that they want to branch out on the older European side of the wrestling. And then uh, maybe we can have more events around um, the area and in, the, in Europe in general, which means obviously I'm a bit worried that some people might get lost in the shuffle here. But also there's going to be a lot of people that will have better opportunities to compete in WWE, which will be good. Um, it's going to be interesting um, going forward. I mean, if, you, if you're going to um, if you want to make more of a global push, it makes sense to do it in Europe. Obviously, then you get into areas, you know, going down the line because it's a bit closer, I guess, into maybe India, China and Middle East and all that kind of stuff. Um but you could, I mean, why not, call, if they want to do that, why not call it NXT, I don't know, international or something, that'd be quite interesting to see, but um, yeah, NXT Europe is going to be launching in 2023, apparently, so um, hopefully that will be, uh, hopefully that will be good for, um, you know, other wrestlers going forward, hopefully. Uh, so also, uh, now I'm not sure about this, but this was something that was flying around, and uh, apparently during a... Uh, uh, Q2 earnings call with WWE. I don't know how these people find these things out. Uh, maybe the public domain over in the States. I have no idea. Um, but apparently there, there's a talk that Raw and SmackDown could move to Netflix. Now, as it stands at the moment if, on the network, if you want to watch SmackDown or Raw, um, you can watch them. And every single episode is on there that's ever been done. But in terms of, say, so SmackDown was this Friday. If I want to watch that episode, I can't for 30 days. So they're always 30 days behind. Um, so unless somehow you can man- manage to avoid not seeing any social media, maybe you could start a month prior to this <laughs> and watch it so you're always caught up to a degree, but you're never going to be caught up, are you? That's that's the that's the freaking point, I guess. Um, uh, one last thing before we move on to the SmackDown uh, stuff is that Shawn Michaels has been made, um, I don't know, vice president of uh, creative. So basically working with Triple H. Um, I'm sure that will spread across NXT and the SmackDown and Raw, um, obviously. Um, but how ironic that two, uh, you know, the click of DX have... Uh, essentially taken over the business, uh, <laughs> essentially. Um, I mean, this last month or so, has been pretty good. Um, stories are sort of starting to progress now a little bit, and you're starting to see things change slightly here and there. Um, the fact that Drew McIntyre this past Monday said the word wrestling, we're wrestlers, you know, <laughs> um, is, I think, signaling a change, hopefully for the better, and so far so good. I mean, this week's SmackDown was pretty good. Um, only one segment really that I didn't really get, and I was like, okay, we, we could have done without this. Maybe this could have, it could have been maybe a backstaging, but then it leads into the one lot of them singing. So maybe not. I don't know. But either way, it didn't make any sense to me. Um, but um, Money in the Bank was my sort of um, way back in to watch, start watching full time again because um, I haven't for a while. But if you've been sort of a casual fan, I'm sure you're picking up on things here and there. You're probably like me, how I used to be about three months ago. I was just literally kind of watching pay-per-views. As I said, I've been watching for two, since 2000, but I've, we've only, in the last 
probably five or six years we've been apart from NXT when takeovers were a thing when Triple H was running it I was pretty much just watching NXT then and then um sort of the main roster stuff after um but based on the last couple of weeks of uh so Raw this week was good and so was Smackdown and I've actually enjoyed it so whether it's because it's been a while since I've watched them fully I don't know (laughs) but uh it's good to see, and I feel like things are changing within the um, within the company. I mean, you hear lots of, uh, you see different stories online and stuff, and people saying that Triple H is more accessible backstage. I think I've already said this, but so that's good. Um, obviously, Karrion Cross coming back, um, Dakota Kai coming back. So there's there's lots of things here that I think. Um, I always felt that when NXT stars came up, some of them were not. Like I don't understand how it can work in NXT, but it doesn't work on the main roster. It's a wider audience, don't get me wrong, but if you give them a chance, but I think I think um, maybe the maybe the writing team like or because something doesn't work instantly, they get sort of like, um, oh, we need to move on, we need to move, we need to do something else. So whereas we've had stories in NXT that have been a month long, we've had I mean Tommaso and I think I mentioned it on Monday, but Tommaso and um, Johnny Gargano's story went on for about eighteen months, I think. Um, not consistently, but it was enough that um, it was interesting when these two came back together because of the history they had made with each other as a tag team, then not a tag team, and then you know going forward. Um, there are times and places where you can have um, you know longer stories. We don't have to have it done in a month, and then even to the point of maybe in a couple of months ago, I said um, that you might have a story one week on Raw or SmackDown and the next week is not there because for whatever reason people think it doesn't work I don't know what it is you need to give things a chance sometimes don't you so um, I feel like it is starting to change if you're not a ca- if you haven't watched for a while if you're sort of one of those people that hasn't watched for a while I would um, recommend watching Raw this week coming up it looks like it's going to be a good one it's in um, Toronto Edge is going to be taking on um, Damien Priest we've got Trish Stratus coming back uh, she's going to be on Raw what she's going to be doing I don't know it might just be a pop in and hello apparently she was wrestling the weekend she's wrestling the weekend like so today and tomorrow with WWE at house shows maybe to get that ring rust off her I don't know Is she come, there was rumours that maybe she's coming back full time uh, I don't know whether we'll see that but she's definitely going to be on there on Monday Raw's too long still it shouldn't be three hours today this week's uh, today's Friday Smackdown and SmackDown's always been better because of it's not too long. Back in the day, watching NXT, your show would be like an hour long. And that's all it needed to be sometimes. And sometimes you want it more, but that's where takeovers came in. Um, so hopefully Raw can maybe... I mean, a three-hour Raw every now and again is nice. When they used to do the draft and stuff, um, it was cool. But you don't want it every week. You haven't got that uh, much free time, I don't think, sometimes. So, uh, yeah. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. But yeah, so SmackDown this week, uh, 1,200 shows. Um, starts off with Ronda coming out. And last week she paid a fine. She chucked a load of money in the ring. That's where Liv and, De- um, not Dakota Kai, sorry, uh, Shayna Baszler got into it. Um, it was a good altercation between them. Uh, Ronda wants Adam Pierce to lift her suspension. Uh, Pierce does come out with a couple of security guards. Um Basically, says you can't be there. You're not, you know. And said, but Pierce, what got me was Pierce says I don't have the power to do that because now Adam Pierce, although he doesn't get mentioned really as a GM, he kind of is. Uh, they just call him an official. They don't call him a GM. 
So he says, I don't have the power to do that. So maybe is this a little nugget of maybe we're going to see someone be a GM again? Are we going to see maybe Triple H or Stephanie McMahon come out? Because we haven't really seen them on TV in terms of the you know weekly shows. Um, so the fact that he says, I don't have the power to do that. Is there something coming, I think, which would be good? Now, there is rumors of the the network. Um, networks haven't been happy because they wanted... And that's why you've probably seen, um, because they want a champion on their shows. Because USA, because when Roman's on the shows, let's face it, at the moment especially, and same with guys like Brock Lesnar and stuff like that, um, when they're on the shows, I'm assuming, especially their segments, they're going to be uh, a lot higher rated, aren't they? So both networks want a champion. There's rumours about splitting the titles. I would actually like to see maybe if Drew is successful, or maybe even Roman does keep it a bit longer and maybe he could do a Brock Lesnar like he did back in the day and refuse to defend it against a Raw guy, which means they have to bring in a new championship maybe. And I've already said it this past week, but the War Heavyweight Championship is a go-to for me. See some, and Triple H I know, is a, obviously he was a Ric Flair fan, so we might actually have a chance or something along those lines. We might get to see that War Heavyweight Championship again which would be freaking amazing. I think I said it Monday, but it was, it'd be freaking amazing. Um, as you'd expect this uh, segment to go, really, um, it's kind of broadcast, really, but the uh, security tries to get Ronda out of the ring doesn't work. In the end, uh, Ronda's got the armbar locked in on one of the security guards. Uh, by the way, the security guards are probably either local wrestlers or <laughs> they're coming up through the system. We may see that in five years' time, we might go, oh, that's the guy that was actually a security guard, like we did with CM Punk. At uh, WrestleMania 22, I think it was John Cena's entrance in Chicago. He was dressed as a gangster. It's there. Most of you are going to know that. I'm sure some of you might not, <laughs> but it is there. Um, and then, uh, basically, long story short, Ron Rousey gets arrested, um, makes a joke about Adam Pierce's haircut. Um, if you know, you know. And um, as Ronda's being sort of driven away in the cop car, a, another vehicle pulls up, out gets Roma Reigns, no Usos. No Paul Heyman. I think Paul Heyman's still suffering the effects of the F5 at SummerSlam <laughs> through the table. Um, so Roman is on his own. And the pop of the crowd, the crowd, like, from the moment SmackDown started, by the way, because it's in um, in Canada, Montreal, is just amazing. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a good pop. Uh, the first match of the night we actually get is a round one match in for the uh, women's, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship tournament. Uh, we see Natalia versus, uh, sorry, Natalia and Sonny Deville take on uh, JC and Gigi, uh, Toxic Attraction from NXT. Um, a, a solid match. Uh, it isn't going to be one that's like, going to be overly remembered in the next you know, couple of years, but it, it was a good start to the show. A um, few spots could have been better, but, you know, overall, a good match. Uh, Toxic Attraction came out looking really good in that match. Um I should mention that Bailey, Dakota Kai, and uh, Io Sky, I want to say Io Shirai all the time, Io Sky, um, uh, come through the crowd. They got tickets. They sat down ringside watching this opening match and uh, the good interaction between Pat McAfee and uh, um, Michael Cole and Bailey, like trolling Michael Cole, which was quite funny, um, was good. But the match was good overall and um, the NXT duo, Gigi and JC win. So they've gone through. So they're, they're, they're going to be facing Raquel and Aaliyah in the next round matchup. Which means Io Sky and Dakota Kai will be facing Alexa and um, Asuka on Raw this Monday. I, I believe 
I don't know whether both matches are happening on Raw. I believe Io and Dakota will take on Alexa. Well, I know they are. It was announced, actually. Alexa and Asuka are taking on Io, Sky, and Dakota. Um, and then I assume we'll see Raquel, Aaliyah, and Gigi and JC on SmackDown. And I, I'm under the impression that the Women's Tag Team Championship will conclude, tournament will conclude at uh, Clash at the Castle. My pick in this is Io Sky and Dakota Kai. Now, they're actually scheduling a match, though, um, at Clash at the Castle. Um, Io Sky, Dakota, Bailey versus Asuka, Alexa, and um, Belair, the WWE Raw Women's Champion at the moment. So, my pick is Io Sky and Dakota to win this tournament. So, which means if it is at Clash at the Castle, they're going to have to do double duty that night, which, if anything, will cement them a bit more if they go through two matches and become out come out champions. Um, I think, uh, I don't know actually, because I'll tell you what, it's hard to pick out of any of these teams really, but I'm just going by what's going on at the moment with EO Sky and Dakota and uh, Bailey coming back. It, it makes sense to me that EO Sky and Dakota will win. Obviously, things have changed backstage uh, since um, Naomi and Sasha Banks walked out. Possibility, maybe, of seeing them come back. Maybe we crown off our women's tag team champions and maybe they do come back. This is me with hope at the moment. We've seen Karen Cross come back, as I've said before in the past. So it would be interesting to see. Um, obviously, I would say the veterans in this are Alexa and Oscar. Now, they've both been women's tag team champions, but with different partners. So um, Raquel, I mean, Oscar and Alexa have been champion, but all these other, you know, other these six women, Eosky, Dakota, Raquel, Aaliyah, Gigi and JC, I can see um, them being women's champion at some point. Dakota Kai and Raquel, definitely, I would say, in the next year, to be honest. Um, you know, um, it would be, but I can see all of these being women's champion at some point in their career. Um, it would be a shame if they weren't, basically. So, but yeah, good opening match, really. Um we get to see more. We're, hopefully, we'll see more of this. Uh, I'm interested to see where this women's tag team championship tournament goes. Obviously, like I said, well, I've already said it, but you know, seeing people come back. If we see Naomi and Sash come back, I would not be surprised. Put it this way, and I reckon we might see that sooner rather than later, uh, especially with Triple H um, at the helm. Uh, we move on. Uh, so after that match, but like I said, pretty good match. Um, Roman calls uh, Sami Zayn into the dressing room. Now, Roman is not flanked, obviously, I've already said, with the Usos or Paul Heyman. Uh, Sami, and it's actually good. It's actually quite a good segment, actually, with between these two. Um, Sami's like, oh, I don't know why, you know, Jimmy and Jay have given me a hard time this last few weeks, you know, because he's like an honorary Use, uh, Sami Zayn, obviously, in his hometown as well as Montreal. Uh, so the crowd pop big time when they see him. Um, Reigns is like, yeah, yeah, I think they're ungrateful as well. And basically pretty much agrees with everything Sami Zayn says. Um, and then Roman goes out of shot. His phone starts ringing and Roman says, um, oh, answer the phone. Sami answers the phone. It's the Usos are stuck at the border, allegedly, and um, can't make it. Um, but then uh, Sammy's like, oh, I'm here, but I've also got a, I'm in a fatal five-way tonight to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship at Clash of the Castle. Uh, crowd respond big time to this, um, and, and it was good, yeah. Um, it was a good moment between those two. Um, 
And um, but when Sammy leaves, Roman's face is like I, you can just tell by his face. I don't like Sammy. He's basically using Sammy. And at some point, this will this will um, cost Roman. I think at some point. I don't know how it looks yet, but I'm sure it will at some point. Um, and hopefully, we might see uh, the old school Sammy Zane back. <laughs> you know, um, we had a little bit of a glimpse of that here in Montreal because of obviously the hometown fan, the the, the soccer. Olays and stuff like that, and the Sami Zayn chants stuff. It was brilliant. They they, they were just uh, wanting um, Sami to win, basically. Um, move on after that, we go. They go for a bit of a break and come back, and we have the. This is the only moment I don't really like on the episode, and it's only, maybe it's because I'm not aware of the what's going on with these at the moment, because um, they seem to be very sporadically sort of around. Um, but it's the Maximum Male model. Crew, I know the the guy leading it is former NXT, but I can't remember his name right now, which is silly. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Um, Hit Row, I have no idea who Hit Row are. Uh, again, new to me. Um, um, they basically beat up the Maximum Model people, get them out of the ring, and then they start into a, a song. Are they, are they a band? <laughs> I don't know what's going on at this point. Um, it just felt like a bit of a filler. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I, I haven't got much more to say about it. It's the only segment I really didn't quite get what was going on. There was no build up to it. There was no. It was just a random little moment in there. Um, so that's my only negative of the show. Really, is that bit because maybe it's because I don't know what's going on. Somebody else might liked it. I'm not dissing that, but I didn't get it. So um, right after this ends, we get a uh, an excellent promo package uh, put together from Carrion Cross and Scarlet. Um, talking about Drew McIntyre, I love this. By the way, they see, he's calling Drew McIntyre the chosen one, um, but you failed. You didn't work or whatever. Then they chose Roman, and Roman replaced you. Um, but none of them are actually really, basically making out that neither should be where they are. And Karen Cross is. I'm, in a lack of a better way of saying it, he said I'm better. He didn't say that, but in the the, the video package is really good. If you get a chance to see, it, I would recommend watching it. It's really good. I haven't got it queued up. Maybe I could have played a little bit of segment like I did there on Monday, but it was really good. Uh, they are really pushing Karrion Cross at the moment. Um, we've only really seen him attack uh, Drew McIntyre, so we haven't seen much of him in the ring in terms of the main roster. Obviously, he was in NXT uh, 2.0. I'm glad he's grown his hair back. I'm glad that he hasn't got this. I don't know what it was, like um, <laughs> going on, something going on, whatever. I'm glad they've dropped it. Um, I'm liking this sort of image with Scarlet and the, the hourglass, which he did use before. Um, I feel like the character's evolved and for the better at the moment, based on what I've seen. Be interesting to see what's going to happen, and I'd like to see him in the ring at some point, so we can see a bit more of this uh, this character development that we're seeing um, even more. So, um, I am hopeful for carrying Cross at the moment. It looks really good. Uh, after that, we move into the Fatal Five Way match for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental Championship, the Clash at the Castle. Um, this I liked. This whole uh, match was really good. Um, the crowd made it as well. The match was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good in the ring because the guys beat the sh- shit out of each other, <laughs> really. Um, so we had uh, Sheamus, Madcap Moss, uh, Happy Corbin, Ricochet, um, Sami Zayn, who's obviously the hotel- hometown boy. Uh, so yeah, uh, so early on, Com- uh, Corbin dominates in the uh, opening part of the match. Um, the crowd are obviously with Sami Zayn. <laughs> there is a moment where Sami Zayn tries to stop everybody from fighting to let the crowd chant, but everybody just cracks on, and Sami stood there like, "Okay, I'll just stand here." Then 
Um, everybody kind of exits the ring apart from Ricochet and there's a bit of a moment between those two. Um, I love seeing wrestling in places like Canada, UK, Chicago, like wrestling towns, you know, places where people really are into it and get into it. So in Canada has always been one of those, um, one of those places in general, whether it's Montreal or not. A uh, little fact in this match I didn't realise, but uh, Sheamus and Corbin have never held the Intercontinental Championship match. Intercontinental Championship match? Intercontinental Championship title, sorry. Um, I mean, Sheamus is like... I, I, I assumed Sheamus was at some point. He's been in the company for, what, since 2009? 2008? 2009-ish sort of time? 8-9? Uh, I, I always assumed he was an Intercontinental Champion. He wasn't. He's been a US t- champion, but never any. And same with Corbin. I, um, he's done a lot. He's been King Corbin. He's money in the bank. I don't know how much more. I know he was in NXT. I don't know what titles Corbin's actually held. I should look that up, really, but there we go. Um, as the match rolls on, Sheamus gets a lovely knock on his leg, a little scratch, and a bruise comes out really, really early on his left leg, I believe. And uh, Sami Zayn gets thrown at one point, and I think he lands on and shot. I'm not sure if this is a genuine injury, whether this is part of the match. I think it was part of the match personally. Um, but he hurts his shoulder. Um, referees come out and help him, and um, he gets a score to the back, basically. So it becomes a fatal four-way. And uh, the match, it just rolls on for another 10, 12 minutes, and it just it's, it's amazing. The um, crowd are into it, even though their hometown boy's now gone. It was a good way of actually sort of maybe switching the alliance to the crowd a little bit and it actually worked slightly. Um, uh, it's about 10 minutes past. Um, there's some great moments between with Moss and stuff. They all put in a good match, to be fair. This is a good Fatal 5-way, which essentially is a Fatal 4-way at this point. Um, uh, Sam, Sammy comes back out holding his shoulder a bit. He uh, gets back in the ring. He hits a... a um, uh, a suplex on uh, Ricochet into the ropes, uh, exploded suplex, I think they call it, and then he hits the Huluva, Huluva kick, Huluva kick the uh, leg, and the crowd absolutely boo the absolute crap out of Baron Corbin. He really does, and the crowd are into it, like I said. Um, Sammy and Ricochet are, are kind of gone at this point. The only two, and then it ends up being Sheamus and Corbin in the ring. It breaks down a little bit, and then basically uh, bro kick and winning. Seeing him getting bro kicked, the crowd loved it. One, two, three. Sheamus is the new number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And to what, as this match was rolling on, in my head, I'm thinking Sammy, uh, Ricochet, possibly, or Sheamus. Those are my top three. Um, but the more and more the match went on, I'm thinking Sheamus versus Gunther, aka former. Those two guys, I think, are going to put on a hell of a match at uh, Clash of the Castle. I think that that could be a hard hitting match. Obviously, you've got. Uh, the fight, you know, the 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 Fight Club type crew he's got with him. Hopefully, at some point, Butch becomes Pete Dunn again because um, Pete Dunn. Or why they changed it, I have no idea. It makes no sense. Pete Dunn was a former champion, um, and actually did fairly well in the few times that he came on the main roster. So I don't understand this name, this but name Butch and this sort of character sort of change. We want Pete Dunn. I think most of us want. It. If we can see Pete Dunn reemerge at Clash at the Castle. That'd be amazing, especially in the UK. Do you know what I mean? It'd be freaking amazing. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think uh, uh, Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship could be absolutely amazing. Obviously, even though Sheamus is Irish, he's in the we're, he's in the UK in Cardiff and Wales. Um, 
I would assume would be the uh, favourite in this match, to be totally honest. <clears throat> so, going to be a good match, I think. Honestly, if you, like I said earlier, if you if you're going to watch the um, if you're going to watch the shows, if you, if you haven't watched WWE properly for a while, maybe start with Clash. I got to take a drink. My throat is dry. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's a it's a damn good match to be fair. I'm just realizing there isn't that many matches on the show to be honest. I did, but it doesn't feel like it because the matches and the moments that did happen, apart from that maximum male model bit, the rest was really good. So um, um, yeah. So after the match, um, we get a promo. The Viking Raiders for have a message for the new days. Quite a good um, quite a good um, promo. There's a woman uh, putting face paint on the Viking Raiders, and I want to say it's Sarah Logan. We don't get a face, so we don't know. But it, I, I honestly, I was like, are we going to see a reveal of Sarah Logan here? Which would have been freaking awesome. Maybe we'll see that point. But obviously, the battles that New Day and Viking Raiders have had been really good. Viking Raiders or War Raiders is what they were known at one point. The Viking Experience or something. I don't know what they've had so many names. They have, Again, this is what I'm talking about earlier. Teams coming up or talent coming up being used differently. and I don't know. The War Raiders could have been just a team that smashed people and could have done really well and it just never really sort of never really sort of um sort of took off for some reason i don't really know why i, I liked them in nxt i, I like they were really good in nxt so i'm not really sure uh great little promo obviously we're going to see more of that come in we're, we're getting stuff sort of laid out maybe clash of uh, clash at the castle maybe or future uh, obviously we've only got one tag team that's the tag team champions at the moment haven't we so in the uso has been the undisputed tag team champion so Again, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, building of teams going forward and stuff in, for each uh, sort of title pitch, you know. Um, Liv Morgan is backstage getting interviewed. Um, she's going to have a match with uh, Shotzi tonight on SmackDown. Uh, obviously, she's the current champion. She's still, she hasn't got the uh, the brace on anymore, but she has got tape on her arm. Um uh, Even Shotzi, uh, so Liv goes out to the ring. Shotzi cuts a promo backstage as well. And it's quite a good promo. Um, the match does what it needs to do. It's a good match. Shotzi looked really good in it, to be honest. I haven't seen much of her, so um, I'm looking forward to see what she can do. Um, uh, Liv gets the win after the match. Baser attacks Liv. We can see that. We can see that coming. Um, what I like about this is that she kind of does that. I don't know if people are aware of this, uh, that, who are familiar with Shayna Baser, this arm thing she was used to do in NXT. And she has done it on the main roster a bit, where she wants to, she says she's going to, She's got to live in a position where she's going to stamp on her arm and she says, I'm going to break your arm. But if I do that, you're not going to be at Cardiff. So I'm going to break your arm uh, in Cardiff, she says. And as Liv, she lets go, and as Liv is coming up to her knees, she freaking kicks Liv in the face. So it looked bloody brutal. And again, a good episode of SmackDown, like I said. So um, the match did what it needed to do. It's progressed the story between um, Baszler and Morgan, uh, and again, I like Shotzi. I've not seen much of her, to be fair, apart from a little bit of Money in the Bank and now this, and a bit of a few other little matches here and there. Um, potential could be good. Um, interesting to see how that pans out and what's going to go on with that. So, um, and that is actually, I was going to say, there's only about three matches on SmackDown, and do you know what? I was happy with that. It, it wasn't oversaturated. Like I said, the only bit I would take out was that male model BS. Um, Roman and Drew um, have a have a scheduled meeting where they come in the ring. Roman comes out, great pop, great uh, crowd reaction. No Paul Heyman, no Usos. Um, 
which is weird to see, at least with not Paul Heyman. Roman cuts a good promo and basically says, if anybody else tells you that they're the man and they've been carrying the company, they're lying. Um, Drew eventually comes out, as you imagine. Um, and uh, Drew said, well, I would have said it to your face, <laughs> but you'll never hear, which was brilliant. Um, they get into it. It goes back and forth, but um, you know, it is a good uh, interaction between the two, so give it a watch if you can. It'll be on YouTube, I would assume. Um, uh, it breaks into a bit of a brawl. There's a moment where... McIntyre is going for the Claymore and the camera work wasn't the best we did pick up on this we were watching it and the camera work didn't quite grab it in the right way I think but uh, he was going to go for the Claymore and the um, Sami Zayn out of nowhere takes the Claymore again but this time for Roman rather than uh, one of the, I think it was Jimmy he took it for a few weeks ago um, saves uh, Roman it's kind of helps Roman a little bit he does hit a Superman punch on McIntyre but ultimately it comes down to McIntyre hitting the Claymore again and um, McIntyre picking up both belts and holding it above his head and that's how Smackdown uh, that's how Smackdown ended basically and I'm gonna say I'm not quite um, not quite a, a perfect show but a good show and good for wrestling the matches weren't and like I said, there aren't many matches on here, really. I didn't even think about it at the time because it's a short show and sometimes that's all we need. The interactions backstage and stuff were few and far between. They were good when they happened, which was nice. The interaction between Sami Zayn and Roman was brilliant. We can see more of that going down the line. I think Sami Zayn will get to a point where he will stop taking shots for the bloodline. Um, so maybe this is that sort of moment where we see Sami Zayn sort of... Um, move away from the bloodline, we see it in maybe, because we did see, I thought at one point we were going to see uh, Jimmy um, sort of try and get Jay out of their bloodline back before they sort of just um, <laughs> went with it. But yeah, uh, interesting to know, uh, we're going to be doing the um, the week before Clash of uh, Clash at the Castle, we'll do our predictions, try and get NJB on for that. So I hope you've enjoyed the show, hope you've uh, uh, enjoyed the content so far that we've put out here on In The Corner. Um I want to say a big shout out to Sai once again for letting us do the show on um, SGP World Media. Thank you very much all for um, uh, listening to, I was going to say watching, it's because I do video stuff as well, but listen to the show. I'm not with it today, guys. Listen to the show. Much appreciated. And I uh, hope you join me on Tuesday for the Raw recap and we, as we get some more news going backwards and forwards in the world of WWE. There's a lot going on backstage, obviously. I am Benny Mac. This is In The Corner. Give us a follow at in the corner wwe on twitter and at sjp world media on twitter thank you very much for listening let's see you again next week <laughs>